For almost 40 years, an incredible phenomena has been occurring in a remote village of Bosnia-Herzegovina, which may contain secrets that could change life as we know it. After hearing of a number of miracles from first-hand witnesses, I wonder if this could be a giant wake-up call for humanity. Considering once these secrets are revealed, it could be too late, this just might be worth taking a look into. I'm Shannon Gieselman, and since the day I discovered this place called Medjugorje, I haven't been able to take my mind off of it. Why doesn't everyone know about it? Well, join me as I bring real-life stories of miracles of Medjugorje and why this is a modern-day case for grace. Welcome to Miracles of Medjugorje. I'm Shannon Gieselman. And today I'm going to be talking about exactly how I stumbled upon this venture, doing a podcast so completely out of my comfort zone. So I'm just going to say this in the most simple, succinct way I can, but please do understand that there are many layers to me. Um, I just want to focus now on how this came about. All right, so here we go. I've always been a big dreamer. I'm an only child from a very small town where anything in life seemed possible. I was raised Christian and went to church with my family on occasion. Hard work and dedication were always ingrained in me from the very beginning. At 20, I left the comforts of my small town bubble and headed to UC Santa Barbara where I majored in communications. And after graduating with a bachelor's, I entered a myriad of occupations in search of trying to find the perfect fit. A dream job as an event planner landed on, on my lap. And it allowed me to travel the world and experience things that I would have never been able to afford on my own. Travel and exploration definitely became a passion of mine. And it wasn't until my early 30s when I settled down and started a family. I always remained true to my Christian roots, but honestly, I was more of a priester, you know, where you go to church on Christmas and Easter. I continued part-time event planning, but I also embarked on a few entrepreneurial endeavors. Again, hard work and grit really were the pillars of my success. About four years into building a really great business, a sudden turnaround started to happen. My business really began slipping through my fingers and I realized I wasn't in control. There's really nothing that I could do to help boost my business back. And so I prayed a lot to God for help. And I wanted him to help me boost my business, to help me achieve my goals. And I really wanted him to be a part of my plan, whereas not the other way around, where I should be asking him to be a part of his plan, because probably his way is the higher way, right? Well, during this shaking up of my business, I was in a season of a lot of prayer and contemplation as to what my purpose was. We've all been there, right? Well, you just hit a place where you're just asking, what is my purpose? So on April 24th, 2019, I woke up to a very soft, gentle, but assertive voice. And I know it didn't come from me because it was a very slow voice. And I speak much faster than I really should. The voice merely said, Timothy 4-2, just like that. It was so slow, it was just etched in my mind. I never had something like that happen to me before, So, but I did know that I probably should open up the Bible and find out what this message was, right? 
So I opened up to 1 Timothy 4.2, and it had no relation to me whatsoever. I realized there are two books of Timothy. Either way, nothing registered at the moment. I, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. But it did leave a strong enough impression on me that it triggered me to document it in my journal. Fast forward eight months later during Christmas vacation, I was having my usual morning prayer time and I was reflecting on the direction my life needs to go. I was looking for signs. I was looking through my journal, just flipping through, and the date, 424, April 24th, caught my eye. It had the scripture, Timothy 4.2, written next to it. It's a lot of fours and twos, I know. But I thought to myself, oh yeah, that was so strange. I mean, I can't believe that happened to me. Now with a fresh set of eyes and over a half year later, I thought, well, maybe it would mean something now. So I had another look. Again, confused, I read 1 Timothy 4.2. Here we go. Such teachings come from hypocrites. Men cannot see what is right and what is wrong. It's as if their understanding were destroyed by a hot iron. Okay, so I flipped to 2 Timothy 4.2. Preach the good news. Me, I'm like, whoa, this was getting weird. Uh, be ready at all times. Tell people what they need to do. Tell them when they're wrong and encourage them. Do these things with great patience and careful understanding. Okay, first of all, look, I'm no evangelist, <laughs> preacher, teacher, I got nothing, okay? But somehow, everything was starting to make a little more sense because of this endeavor that I was contemplating. I kept flipping through my journal and there it was in plain writing, of course, just to bring it all home. I read the words Medjugorje on 424, 2019. So it was also, you know, in the middle of uh, the Eastern Orthodox uh, Holy Week, April 24, 2019, just happened to look that up. But on April 24th, I realized that was the first time I had ever heard the word Medjugorje. So that same day, Beth, my friend, my very dear friend and walking partner, we engaged in very philosophical and religious topics that most people would probably avoid like the plague. But we just had that kind of connection where we're comfortable with each other enough to go down that road with each other. So it was that foggy, overcast morning of April 24th when we were walking up a trail in our neighborhood, she proceeded to tell me of her pilgrimage to a very small, remote village called Bosnia -Herzegovina, uh, Medjugorje in Bosnia-Herzegovina. She described her visit there as the reason for her convergence, from being a lukewarm believer to a completely different person with a fire in her to spread the word and live out the messages that the mother of God was conveying to the visionaries in Medjugorje. The primary message here is that God is real and that Mary wishes to bring all the whole world back to her son. Hang in there, you guys, hang in there, not dead. On her first visit, Beth witnessed the, the famous miracle of the son, um, it was known to have occurred the same thing in Portugal, Fatima, Portugal, before over 70,000 people back in 1917. But now it's almost a common thing to take place before pilgrims at Medjugorje. It wasn't something that she saw at first until her friend told her to pray to see it. Um, ask and you shall see, as they say. Well, she did. That and so much more. 
Another miracle was when her rosary she had purchased from the Vatican many years prior, it turned, the chains, the links and the chains turned from silver to gold. And I personally witnessed this rosary. Sure enough, it looked like a brassy, muted gold color all these years later. Wow. And she just describes being there as having the feeling of coming home, like an overwhelming peace that surrounds you with a, with a renewed sense of faith. Beth returned home, going to church every Sunday, fasting, dedicated herself to prayer and detaching herself from material things. People even noticed a difference in her demeanor, a type of peace that emanated from her. The minute she told me of this mysterious place, I had to know more. Almost intuitively, one of the very first things that I asked her was, what does Medjugorje even mean? I mean, it's such a curious name, one most people find very hard to pronounce. So having studied linguistics um, in college, I was very familiar with the concept that there could be hidden meaning between, behind words and names, and many even have an actual literal meaning. So between the hills is what she said. It's how it, it translates. And I said, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Where like heaven meets earth. That was my personal interpretation. I remember the name of the book that she gave me. Um, she mentioned Messages of Medjugorje, which is a great book I can recommend that really kind of captions everything that happened, the history of the early days of the apparition. And so I immediately ordered a copy of that book and every other book I could get my hands on about this mysterious place. I began asking everyone I knew if they'd heard of it. And the best answer I ever got was, um, yeah, I know someone who mentioned something about that, maybe like my mom. I've come to determine that really, it just seems to be buried in the Catholic faith. And I think it's because of the appearance of the Virgin Mary, which is something that my fellow Protestants, they don't even really recognize and quite often turn a blind eye to, quite frankly. I just couldn't believe a place of this magnitude of miraculous phenomena wasn't known by everyone. I soon found out a friend of mine, another friend of mine was going to Medjugorje. I mean, like, hold the phone, that's crazy. What, another friend? But sure enough, it happened to be that she had heard about it from our mutual friend, Beth. And she remembered the impact that it had on her. She was, uh, she was taking her family there, you know, as a tourist for a quick visit, not, not exactly a pilgrimage where you go out and pray for a week at a time. But I asked her to bring back a rosary for me, and she did. I Googled rosary for dummies, and I began praying until it became memory for me. Things started to change. My business that was once in my entire focus and my passion was plummeting, but it would have really been a normally a hard pill for me to swallow. I just kept seeing it as, well, when one door closes, another door opens. God clearly had other plans for me because I was finding my passion depleting. The very thing that made me jump out of bed in the morning that had me talking incessantly about was slowly losing its grip on me. In its place was this newfound interest in Medjugorje. I was thirsty to know more, so I watched all the documentaries that Sean Bloomfield had created. I followed various Medjugorje sites on Instagram and Facebook, watched testimonies on YouTube, and I began reading about people's pilgrimages. Everyone kept telling me I need to go there. But I mean, of course, right? It's easier said than done. Being gone for nine days was kind of the biggest challenge. But I did have my eyes fixed on March 18th for Mariana's annual apparition. Um, this is particularly a very special apparition as it was promised to Mariana um, annually for the rest of her life by Mary. 
In fact, Mary told her the entire world would one day come to know why March 18th was chosen. All right, this is what brings me to the second part of the significance as to why the Virgin Mary is appearing here. In addition to converting the world, Our Lady is in the process of revealing 10 secrets to the six visionaries. To date, three of them have actually received all 10 secrets, and as a result, their daily apparitions have ceased, while the remaining three have received nine of the 10 secrets, and they continue to see her daily. Because of the severity of these secrets, which pertain to the judgment and chastisement of the world, I have taken the whole matter very seriously, and I've decided to research every angle of authenticity of what is occurring here. From the history of former apparitions, which I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about, to studying the history of Catholic saints and visionaries and stigmatists, and to the discovery of holy people who had corroborated stories that mesh with Medjugorje phenomena, they were being exhumed from their grave and their bodies were being found incorrupt. I mean, clearly, this cannot be denied. The burning question is, why, why, why isn't anyone talking about this? Oh, I know. Because they'll think pe- people will think they're crazy, right? Not a problem for me because people already think I'm crazy. So this is right up my alley. That's when the seed was planted. I knew that this needed to get out in the world. I contemplated writing a memoir or a book or something, but that had already been done. It just seemed like this needed to be brought to today's information distribution channel, online, YouTube, podcast, social media. (laughs) Much to my husband's chagrin, putting myself out there on the line is like his worst nightmare. So I started contemplating the podcast idea. There's nothing else out there like it. And if there is, it's done in a foreign language, which I can't tell what they're saying. So it just seemed like the America and the English speaking world needs to know that we are in a time of grace and that warnings that have been and continue to be in effect are here to shake up the world to turn back to God. And for whatever reason, he is sending his mother to the earth to round up her children so that they may be saved. So this idea of mine was not my normal jam. I mean, my handle on Instagram is champagne with Shannon. I'm a former event planner. I'm known for throwing great parties. I'm the fun bus. I'm the social coordinator. I mean, who would ever take me seriously, right? So I really stayed silent for very several months. I was praying and asking for guidance, attending church, looking for a message, talking with other believers, and they were all there from every angle. I got my sign. I even got a cross up in the sky as made out of clouds. I mean, this it just got crazy. But the most undeniable thing that happened to me was literally I was being turned inside out. I'm a very passionate person, and I can't do anything if my heart isn't in it. So, of course, the Holy Spirit began moving inside of me, and multiple people actually made that comment that the Holy Spirit was working in me, through me, whatever, however it works. It it, it was that. It's so easy, you know, to brush these things off as coincidence, but it's true. What was happening to me wasn't normal. So in September, Beth invited me to go to a premiere by the film director, Sean Bloomfield. He had grown very close to and his personal relationships with many of the visionaries, actually all of them, I think. But I got the chance to meet with them and to discuss the authenticity of what was taking place there. I told him I was so convicted that I was actually listening to adversaries, trying to understand their theories, but 
It just didn't seem to make sense. Well, he spends the most time with Mariana and can testify of her genuine character just by the way she lives her daily life as with many of the people who know Sears, they can all say that they, they can attest to their humility, to their devotion and their holiness. I also met a girl that night named Maria. She had just returned from a pilgrimage earlier that year and she had encountered the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, she shared with me her witnessing the apparition on her pilgrimage. She gave me a flyer to come to Medjugorje um, in March, for March 18th, the apparition. And that was it, my mind was made up. So my mom, she tells me, well, I'm not letting you go alone by yourself. I mean, really? I mean, I've traveled the world by myself. What was drawing her in now? Could it be that the readings that I gave, I passed on to her were affecting her? Well, that turns out it was. So what better partner could I ask for than my mother, my earthly mother, to accompany me to meet my heavenly mother? So I'm really excited about that. So here we are. That brings me to the present day where at the time of this video, I am making preparations to leave in a few weeks. So as Jesus once said, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. And while I fully believe that what is taking place in Medjugorje is authentic, I so look forward to experiencing it firsthand, and hopefully I'll be able to shine a little light on it and what has been taking place here, what has normally just been so elusive to the general population. All right, that concludes my overview as to how I arrived at this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening, and do please, if you have any stories or know someone who has a story about Medjugorje, I would love to hear from them. You can email me at miraclesofmedjugoriapodcast.com. Thank you for listening, everyone. God bless.